Hello, and welcome to the Artist Pivot Podcast. My name is Ayana Major Bay, and well, I'm your host. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. This is a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between that I hope will remind other creatives that we innately have it in us to reevaluate and adapt. When I'm not podcasting, my world is full of voiceovers, musical theater, mentoring, travel, and some cooking and baking. But enough about me. Let's get on with the show. On this episode, I am joined by performer Jade Jones. She is a native South Floridian, graduate of UCF, and has been singing and acting professionally for several years. Taking on such roles as Dolores Van Cartier in Sister Act and Lena Younger slash Mama in A Raisin in the Sun. She has performed vocally on various stages throughout the state of Florida and internationally. She says it is gratifying to bring joy and understanding through the gift of performing arts and says thank you to her jewels for their continuous support. We discuss her pivot from corporate America into the entertainment industry, how we hope diverse casting is here to stay, and that patience and knowing what is meant for you will not pass you by is key to her success. Here's our conversation. All right, y'all. So today on the podcast, I am so excited to say that joining me is Miss Jade Jones. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How are you doing today? I am here by the grace of God. I am not just surviving in Jesus name. I'm thriving. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Even if it ain't fully true, it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's taking time, but it's getting there. It's get- yes, I'm here for that. Amen. I'm here <laughs> for that. I love it. I love it. So to start, I'm going to ask you um, a question. So if you had to tell me in a text message, so let's say I text you like, hey, Jade, how's your day? Like, how are you feeling? But you had to reply in emojis only. What would you text me right now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so in emojis, I would respond with a um, a happy face. Mm-hmm. Well, the no, the crying, laughing sideways uh, yes, okay. face. Because mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, this is hilarious. Uh, um, just, you know, because that's the first thing. We, just got to bust out laughing like, ah-ha! Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then kind of with the the praying hands, well, mm-hmm. which we've learned is actually what high fives. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah. But either way, still, we still, still praying hands it. to me. <laughs> right. We still use it as praying hands. Yeah. Man, yeah. So the praying hands and then kind of just the, the smiley face and the hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you for those responses. <laughs> My pleasure. Oh, and, and I, I, I've been I've been using black hearts now, too, yeah. because I'm like, we've stigmatized the, the color black for so long. So I, mm-hmm. I don't do red hearts anymore. Black oh. hearts. So black heart at the end. Yes. Yes. OK, I'm here for that. Come on for the black heart. Yeah, I'm here. I love all of those emojis <laughs> for that imaginary text that I just got. I love it. Yes. 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 All right. So, you know, we are here to talk about your pivots as an artist. And what I think most people don't know is that you actually pivoted from corporate America Mm -hmm. into the arts. Yes. 
So I want you to kind of break that down for me. Ooh, ah, okay. So pivoting from corporate America to performing arts, uh, as a person who has grown up in, you know, a lot of times in black community, we don't actually promote that you can have a career in performing arts. Mm-hmm. They usually say you need to get a real quote oh, unquote yes. real job. Real job, yep. And so I didn't know you could, you know, other than seeing, you know, actors on TV and television and and even though, you know, my family's well traveled, we've been to other places and theme parks and been on cruises and you see people form- performing there, but you don't realize oh, this is their life. They can actually, mm-hmm. they're making a living doing it. This is their career. Never thought about that growing up. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where, you know, I've always, my parents have always encouraged us to use our gifts. My dad has always wanted me and my sister, you guys should pursue a, a career as, you know, just doing duet singing. Like mm-hmm. he really, that is like my dad's goal has always been to have me and my middle sister singing mm-hmm. together. And okay. I'm, we're like, no. <laughs> so how I got into it is, of course, just I've always been a singing in the church and um, doing plays in the church. It got to a point where I auditioned for a community theater play, um, mm-hmm. Crowns. Okay. And after doing that show, I realized, I'm like, I really enjoy doing this. Yeah. I really love doing this. And I met some people. Um, between doing crowns and doing um, and through my uh, um, praise team, we mm-hmm. had a woman come to do a kind of vocal lesson or more like a workshop for us. And I met her at an audition because my friend was like, hey, you know, Festival and Lion Kings have an audition. I'm like, um, I don't know, you know, <laughs> and she's like, no, go ahead and do it. I'm like, OK, so I went to it. And I met this woman and then the woman I met just so happens to be the lady who's actually over our workshop. And I'm like, lady, you look so familiar. And she was like, you do too. Mm -hmm. And then she had to sing one by one. And when I was singing my turn and my nerves get really, really bad or Mm -hmm. used to get really, really bad singing in front of like people who are, who are trained Mm -hmm. because I've never had any official training or anything like that. And then that's when it was like, it hit her. She was like, that's it. Festival Lion King workshop. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's where I know you from. She was like, girl, your voice. I was like, no, you. <laughs> but making that connection with her, she basically kind of gave me that, hey, yeah, this is what I do. I'm a professional singer. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? How are you? And then she was like, oh, well, we're having auditions for um, the show uh, at Disney called um, Joyful. Okay. It's during the holidays. It's all every year at Christmas time called Joyful. It's a time we get actually scream and shout and sing and glorify Jesus, hallelujah, mm-hmm. in a public setting on Disney property. Right. And I auditioned for that show. And through that show, I met so many people who were full-time performers, singers, whether they were doing lounge acts or they were mm-hmm. acting or different and stuff like that. And talking to them, gave me that encouragement and gave me that information that I needed to know that there is actually a career in this. Right. And I can actually do this. 
So I've, I've done it for, I, I did uh, Joyful maybe about two or three years mm-hmm. and talking to them and I talking to the Lord, being frustrated at my nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, my stable job. And I was like, Lord, you know, I hate having to leave work early or like, and have to come back the next day and be mm-hmm. like, oh, yesterday was so great. Now I'm back here. Oh. Or I'm been, I've done a gig and then I told them I would come to work late. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this morning was so great. And now I'm stuck at this desk with these complaining people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, you know what, Lord, I am frustrated. I am sick of this. I, I tell me when, where mm-hmm. am I going? When? Give me a date. Give it to me. And he gave me a date. And I was like, oh, huh? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait a minute. Mm. Oh, you actually gave me my date. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> that wasn't you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I checked the calendar because I was working at a government job and the pay, the, um, pay period ends on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I ever quit my job, I am going to leave on a Thursday mm-hmm. because I don't need to work that Friday. Mm-hmm. It starts a new pay period. Uh-uh, bump that. No. And I looked at the calendar and this was like five months away, five or six months away. And it was on a Thursday. And I was like, um, okay, Lord, you the only one who knew that mm-hmm. I would leave on a Thursday mm-hmm. and or, uh, for it to be so far out and that date to be just on a Thursday. Okay, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You gave me a date. I asked, you gave it to me. I, I'm going to honor it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I put in my two weeks notice when it got close to it. My sisters was like, you should wait. And I'm like, wait for what? Mm-hmm. You should wait till you stack up more money. I've, I've been, I've thought about this five months ago. I've been mm-hmm. doing what I can. Bills are still coming. It's right. It's okay. I have a savings, at least something in there. Is it what I'm supposed to have? No, but you know, we're going to trust in God and keep it pushing. So I quit mm-hmm. and the work started coming in. Holidays were taken care of. Mm-hmm. I booked, I even took uh, some of the money that I was supposedly saving. Mm-hmm. And had to go, I I auditioned for Disney Cruise Line Mm -hmm. as a day. It was another one of those, Lord, I'm complaining. Uh, Lord, you know, why everybody looking for these doggone Sopranos? Ain't nobody ever looking for a good alto, Mm -hmm. good alto. And I'm looking at jobs and all of a sudden I'm on Disney's website and I said, "Uh uh-oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Strong alto, wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see you guys. I was just complaining about people not looking for an alto, strong mm-hmm. alto mm-hmm. for Circle of Life singer on Disney Cruise Line. Auditions are in Pittsburgh. Ooh. Ooh. That means uh-huh. I have to fly to Pittsburgh and audition. <clears throat> so I have to pay for a plane ticket and also book a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem to do it. It's just financially, can I afford to do it? And I'm about to quit this job, God. I need my money. Mm-hmm. And I called my dad, you know, mom and dad, they're, they're always happy to help. And I was like, dad, you know, I can afford this ticket to this flight. Do you mind helping me with the hotel? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, uh, not a problem. Sure. And I did. And I looked up the information and I booked it. And I said, you know what, dad, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. He was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm good. You know, I'm 
trust in God. I got this. Okay. It was like, all right, now you know you can call me if you need me. I said, yep, daddy, I know. Thank you so much. I, I got it though. Mm-hmm. Booked the flight, went out there, did the audition, got a call back, did the call back the same day. And I was like, okay, God, I feel good. I feel like you in this. Because mm-hmm. the way everything was rolling, I said, okay, God, I see you. I see you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about the audition. Did my joyful season. Mm-hmm. One day after doing shows with joyful, it's like two weeks of joyful left. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what's next? January, mm-hmm. I have no work. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the break room. I get an email. Hi, Jay. This is from Disney Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. Wondering if you're still interested. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's been God ever since. Now, mm-hmm. not to say that I don't have, of course, those days where I'm like, ah. Uh, I see my bank account real low, Jesus. But mm-hmm. thankfully, every time it's gotten to that point where I'm like, uh, he's like, I got you. I got you. I got yeah. you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And he's like, here. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. God. Thanks. You're like, you thank know. you. I'm sorry for worrying because I was worrying there for a second, yeah. but you had me. So I'm sorry. I know he'd be so sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you keep doing this? I'm trying not to, Lord. You know, I love, I love stability, but uh, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, Lord. Like, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, right. I know he's sick of me, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it took some prayer. Mm-hmm. It took prayer and a lot of conversations. I can say I spoke to about three or four friends. Okay, possibly like two or three times. Mm -hmm. To find out their stories and what they were currently dealing with, what they did to like one who grew up as a performer, one Mm -hmm. who uh, she does lounge singing and stuff. And that's her her thing. And then Mm -hmm. one who's a performer and she went from corporate to America to uh, performing arts. And so it was like three different stories because I'm like my my mind set always in the back of my mind. That's where, you know, that's not your story. Mm -hmm. Everybody's story is different. So. I had to mess with myself and be like, well, let's get many different stories and get right. many different perspectives. You got to play with your own mind. You got to play mind games with yourself because your mind will play tricks with you. And you were like, you know what? Well, I got to combat you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I had to yeah. do all the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to prep yourself. Yes. For making that transition from corporate into entertainment, mm-hmm. which is a big one. Like you were talking about earlier, that stability. That nine to five offers you the stability of, yes, a paycheck and yes, sitting at a desk, but Mm -hmm. also you hated being there as well. So it's like, would that have been worth it to Mm -mm. stay there for the stability? Right. You know, and you were like, no, I can't do this. I have to do what my soul is calling me to do. I want to perform and I will figure it out. Or really, honestly, it has already been figured out. I just need to walk in it. That part. Yes. Yes. Like. Why are we always trying to figure it out? He's already worked it out. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So it's it's that. And I want to say congratulations to you. Thank you. From going to corporate into entertainment and doing what you need to do. And it is that like, oh, but you don't have stability. Oh, but you don't have this. Oh, but you don't have that. Okay, but what I do have is a life that I like, or rather yet, a life that I love. Yes. Yes. So I'll figure it out. The money will come. Mm -hmm. Put out in the atmosphere that, you know, that manifest 
manifestation of money comes easily and frequently. Right. And keep it moving. Okay, let me go to this audition. Okay, let me go to that audition. Let me go to the Lion King. You know what? I got it, Dad. No, I can do this. I'm paying for my flight. I'm paying for my hotel. I'm going to do this. Mm. You know? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes. I love it. And (laughs) yes, Jay, thank you for sharing. Because that is, that's your story. Yeah. You know, that's your story. So now with you making that full pivot into the arts and going, okay, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. In this time, you know, because you, like you've mentioned, you were working pretty regularly um, before the pandemic. And then, you know, what... It, what was 2020, what is 2021, and we don't know what the future holds right now. Right. How have you taken this time to, you know, work on yourself, work on your craft? I know in our, like, pre, our pre-recording sessions and stuff, we were talking about how you, you know, took this time to, like, learn and educate yourself and just become a better jade. So talk about that for me. Oh, wow. So, um, of course, you know, being I'm, I'm 38. So mm-hmm. basically I had jumped into this at the age of like 30, 31. Okay. And I felt like I am so behind the curve. Mm. Like, I just felt like I am so late in jumping into this. There are 17 year olds, 18 year olds who have been living, breathing this this industry mm-hmm. and can run circles around me in this. Mm-hmm. So do you go back to school for this? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you waste so much time going back to school. I'm like, crap, I'd have to do so much to even get into school to even go through the process of going to school for it. So mm-hmm. now it's about, okay, now, well now we have to find the different avenues of educating ourselves to prepare for this industry in order to to create the longevity that a lot of people are are having in this industry. Mm-hmm. So luckily through the pandemic it gave me an opportunity to learn more because a lot of casting directors um agencies mm-hmm. um even studios different places and things were using social media because they knew people weren't making money. Right. So it's hard to charge people for something they don't have when everybody, all of us, y'all, the, the agencies aren't making money. Mm-hmm. And so we aren't making money. And how do you stay engaged with your community? And plus mm-hmm. with them out, without them doing the things that they normally do, now they have time to actually engage with the community. So yeah. <clears throat> I was like, let me take advantage of this. I was on Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. like looking at every person's live, mm-hmm. if they had a live thing, if they were providing free workshops, uh, I connected and it gave me an opportunity to connect with um, even some some theaters down south that I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to be in all of the things, trying to learn all the things, how to self-tape properly, um, how to even do voiceovers from home properly and what things that were necessary for that. And Mm -hmm. just all the, any tidbits that people were providing that they normally would charge for or felt like it was just, Oh, uh, it's beneath. I can't, I can't give that information for free. 
Mm-hmm. They were p- finally providing it for free. So I'm like, well, let me take it. Now, the only thing now, I'm trying to figure out how to put all on my uh, resume because I'm like, y'all looking for people with education. And I'm like, now, how can I put this on my resume? Because now I've attained a little bit of this information that y'all say every person should have. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just trying to figure out how to put it on that. But I was trying to soak up every single thing that was being provided during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. And I, I can bet you you're not the only one. Like I was as well in terms of like podcasting stuff and all of these different things. But as you were speaking, it kind of made me think of like, okay, Jade isn't, I know she's not the only person who was like, oh, I can get all of this free information. I can try to better myself because, you know, they're charging these egregious amounts of money for this class prior to the pandemic. And now, oh, great, this casting director is on Instagram or this director is on Instagram. They're having a live. I can learn from them. But also, how many people pivoted from corporate or any other job into the arts because they right. now had access? That, yeah. They now had time and access. Like, oh, you know what? The whole world is shut down. Now let me go do what I want to do or at least try to start learning because there's free classes Mm -hmm. and free information. So like, okay, open the book, class, classes in session. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then even agencies were given opportunities that they normally don't give because Mm -hmm. people are always submitting, agencies are always submitting to casting directors all the time. Casting companies were like, well, we have time. Mm -hmm. We've got time to watch 3000 videos. So we're going to open it up. Mm -hmm. We're home doing nothing. We can't, Mm -hmm. we don't have any movies to cast for because movies aren't doing anything right now. So let's see if we can add some people to our roster. So they're, they created like, Hey, go ahead and submit creating between them and actors access and uh, eco casting, like partnering up to -hmm. say, Hey, we're going to allow these people to submit to us for free. Tape yourselves doing these readings. If you need a reader here, if you have to self, you know, record yourself and doing, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things. And they allowed so many things that they normally wouldn't allow. Yeah. So it created more opportunities. You felt like, okay, I might actually have a chance to be seen. Yeah. It gave you just a little bit of hope in an industry Mm -hmm. that sometimes seems like, uh, I don't know anybody to get me in that door. Mm -hmm. But now Mm -hmm. you have a little something. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. That door has been opened. Like mm-hmm. you said, the proverbial door that we think is closed. It's not really closed, but we think is closed. Right. <laughs> and now, oh, no, I have access. I have access. So that leads me to a question of, you know, we don't know when the industry will come back to full force. Yes, right. things are starting to slowly open. And I know... Um, you've actually been able to do some shows outside in Florida, which is amazing, like amazing. But what do you hope continues? You know, like you said, this newfound like opportunity. Okay, yes. The, okay, come on. A couple more people can audition now. Great. Now other more people can submit. What do you hope the industry takes away, I guess, from this time of like slowing down and realizing, oh, maybe I should look at some more people. Oh, maybe I should actually cast some more people. Diversity. Oh, maybe we should actually do that. Right. <laughs> oh, that is the biggest one. The biggest one. Diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, theaters, 
movies, commercials, everyone. This is now the best time to be a person of color mm-hmm. because they have that pandemic gave time for people to actually wake up and open their eyes and see, oh, it representation does matter, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Like I love seeing on on some of the uh, social media outlets, like I saw a comment mm-hmm. where someone was like fussing at a, a brand and they were like, your commercials lately, I don't see, uh, is it wrong now to put white men in the commercial? And so I commented on it. Oh, so are you saying representation matters? <laughs> right. Oh, you so you oh, like seeing yourself on TV. Right. Welcome to our world. But, Come on mm, in. Yes. See that we all like to see ourselves on TV and movies right, and right. then on stages. This is the time when we like to come to these things because we all like to see ourselves on stage. Yes. And on, we want to see ourselves represented. Mm-hmm. Children love to see people that look, look. like them. Woo, come on, say it again for the people in the back. People like to see the people on stage that look like them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Why mm-hmm. I have, I've had vocal issues because I refused, and I even had to ask that question, I refused to be not on that stage mm-hmm. because there's a little girl in that audience. There's a little boy in there. There is a grown behind man or woman mm-hmm. that is in that audience that is like, this stage is so white. Mm-hmm. Are there no black people in this show? Mm-hmm. Boom. Here I am. I'm the only one, but I'm here. Hi. Glad you came. Right. Thanks I'm for coming. Here. Mm-hmm. God bless you. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but diversity. I definitely hope that is one thing that does not change. That yeah. people latch on to diversity. Be the world that we are. Right. There are areas where there are black people. There are areas where there are Hispanic people. There are areas where there are Asians. All of all of the red and yellow, black and white. They mm-hmm. are precious in His sight. Mm-hmm. All. The, Jesus loves the children of the world. All of us. Yes. Every single one of us. So I, that is the biggest thing, definitely. I hope that does not change. Continue mm-hmm. to be diverse. Cast outside of your spectrum. I got a chance to see my friend, a Black woman, play mm-hmm. Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. In Little Shop? Yes! And she killed it. She did the lisp in all. Ugh. She killed it. And she yes. was freaking phenomenal. The show was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. such a diverse and beautiful cast. Yeah. Biggest thing I hope that does not change. Right. And I agree with you. I agree with you. Mo- most shows, yes, there are some set in time periods and stories that cannot be multiracial, i.e. the color purple. Right. That's not a show you can, that's a black people show. Right. But there are right. other shows, most shows <laughs> that can have every ethnicity because that's the world. Right. That is the world. Multi, multi-ethnic. Yes. Like, or for instance, Hairspray. Mm, that is literally written around black and white. Like, lit- so I understand you can't really technically get multiracial because it's black and white. Right. But. Oh, people try though. 
Oh, they try, though. They do try. And I'm like, yeah, there are other shows that can, like, mm. have the, the United Nations. Right. Just not that one. That, it, it, it's, it's so funny as I, because getting to theater and all of this stuff so later in life, I'm every show that I have a friend that's in is a learning show mm-hmm. and, or uh, every audition that I see and I start doing research on a new show, that's something, you know, I'm learning about a new show. Mm-hmm. And as I continue to learn about these shows, I'm like, why is it so hard for people to realize there are certain shows, the main theme is race. Why are you trying to get around that theme? Yes. That is what the show is about. I just did Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Pipeline is a black mother, her black son, mm-hmm. and she's an educator in public school. He's in pub- He's in private school and he gets into some issues. Mm-hmm. That show, hearing different people talk about what they got out of it. Mm-hmm. I can tell some some of the white people were a little kind of hesitant to say, like, I'm like, it, it made me question. I'm like, well, what did you really, what did you think the show was about? Mm. Because you're saying, oh, yes, I can relate to it. And I'm like, but no, you really couldn't because we're talking about a, 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 a Black mother being a public educator Mm-hmm. And her son getting into an issue with the teacher mm-hmm. at a private school. And the, and they're talking about him being suspended or no, expelled and possibly mm-hmm. they're pressing charges. Yeah. How often do you really hear about that being done to a white kid, mm-hmm. male or female? Mm-hmm. How often do you hear about that? And then the it's pipeline. Right. We're talking about the the pipeline from the education prison straight system. to the mm-hmm. prison system. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Do your research, sir, because I don't think you really caught on to what this show is about. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I really couldn't go into it with him because he was kind of like all over the place. And I was like, yeah, that's not something. You know, you got to pick and choose your battles. Yes. Yes. And I was like, yeah, he's not going to catch it no matter how we talk about this. This is not the setting for it. So I'm going to just let it go. But hopefully, I'm going to pray that one of the other people that he works with, because he was part of the crew, oh, okay. uh, but he was he was a sub as yeah. far as like he was uh, sitting in as one of the lighting or care people. And okay. um, yeah, so he was only there for a couple of shows. He wasn't there okay. for the full run, but hopefully he'll be able to talk to one of the stage managers or something mm-hmm. and they can break it down. So, no, this is what the show is about. And break it down. Yeah. 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 Because that show is about race. Right. That's what it is about. Right. Because all the you... system treats this particular race. <laughs> that Absolutely. is what the show is about. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it, it's not about the last uh, um, monologue I do talking about, you know, I need instructions. Mm-hmm. Not about your mom just needing instructions and, and how hard it is parenting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not really the theme. And that's kind of what he kind of picked up at him like that's that's a small little thing mm-hmm. that's small the bigger mm-hmm. scope of this whole thing like was this whole transition of if this boy he had this 
we're not getting to the root of his issue of why he had this incident with this teacher. Mm-hmm. And then what can happen from that? Y'all aren't thinking, well, you know, let's give him a pass because he had some things going on or let's let's just suspend him because, of course, yes, an infraction is an infraction. Mm-hmm. But let's talk to the parents, see how we can work with them, prevent yeah. him from being from charges being pressed and him going to jail and then starting that whole flow mm-hmm. into the system. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, him, even if he makes it out of 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 jail and he not being able to work because of him having that record. Mm -hmm. It's a whole line of things that show you cannot, sir, you will. I I feel like if he was given the opportunity or talk to somebody else, Oh, I saw this great show called pipeline. Mm -hmm. And he would just tell you about it, that they would feel like, Oh, I can put a white lady in this parenting role and a white boy in this child role. It's not going to have the same effect and it will not have the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. No. Agreed. But isn't that, isn't that like what it's about? Because theater reflects life. Right. And so like, we're like, no, y'all, this is our life. This Black mother and this Black son live this experience and we're talking about it. So no, you cannot put in a white woman and a white child into this because their lived experience is different than us. So this play is an example of life. Right. Absolutely. And I wish I could have recorded one of my um, friends from my church. She came to the show. She's a mother of a a, a boy, a young, mm-hmm. a young man. Mm-hmm. And he's big for his age. He's okay. tall, stocky young man. Mm-hmm. And even when I first met them, he was like two. And I'm like, why is this big behind boy talking like this? <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, girl, he's two. Shut your face. He is two years old. Mm. But he, he was the size of like a six-year-old. So oh, I'm expecting wow. his, his vocab to be clearer. Yes, yes. So she's growing up with that fear. And, and then I think he has a slight learning disability as well. Okay. So now you have that double-edged sword. So she she sobbed mm-hmm. throughout most of the show because she said everything that I was doing on stage, mm-hmm. she dealt with in her real life. Mm. Wow. She was like, I saw my life being portrayed on stage. Oof. I was like, yo, I said, you just affirm why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. This is why I do this, and I said I don't. I always said I don't. I don't want children. Like I, I started at, in my thirties, like you know, and I don't think I want children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but now I'm. I'm every role I'm playing nowadays is like I am a mother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's so funny. And I was like, well, this is what I'm. I'm. I said I don't want children, but I will act like a mother on stage mm-hmm. to to help someone. Yeah, to to help you heal. Or the, she was like, I feel seen. Mm. It's like, I felt exposed. Yeah. I was Ooh. like, you just affirmed if I ever questioned getting out of this industry, if I ever questioned or doubted that I'm doing, you know, if, if what I'm doing is correct and I should be doing this, mm-hmm. you just gave me the reason why I'm doing it. Mm. If I didn't have any other reason in life right now for doing this. You just gave me that reason. Thank you. Yeah. She was Ooh. like, thank you for doing it. Cause she was like, 
I could never explain everything I was dealing with and the thoughts that I was having. She was like, you, you, she said, Jade, I, you couldn't have told me that you didn't have children if huh. I didn't know you personally. She's like, the way you portrayed that and mm-hmm. did everything, I felt like you took my life and acted the whole thing out on stage. Like you got my child. That is your, that is your son on stage. Yeah. I was like, yo, <laughs> don't wow. make me cry out here. We're not going to be crying. I ain't gonna have, I said enough, enough crying on that stage. You ain't going to have me crying out here today. No, <laughs> you are not having me crying right now. Mm-hmm. We won't do it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But that's beautiful, Jay. That's beautiful. And that is exactly why we do it. Yes. That's exactly why we do it. Absolutely. Because... We, especially as Black women, are the representation. And yeah, you are seen and you're exposed because I'm on this stage. Yes. And you can literally see yourself in Mm. me and in the character I'm portraying or the characters I'm portraying and go, oh, yeah. Yep. She's, yep. That's me. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I felt that like the first time I saw Once on this Island. mm. I was like, I almost cried. Yeah. Watching it, and I'm like, I have never watched a show and and cried, but that one, I was like, that little dark skin girl. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't put a little light skin girl in that in that role. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work. It mm-hmm. changes the story. Well, but literally, the story is written about how T Moon is dark and Daniel is light. Like literally, it's in the script. Ugh, how people try to get around these. Things like I just when I tell you the stuff we discuss on the book of faces, like oh, and the things that these theaters try to do, it is beyond my uh, like really. Mm-hmm. You put a black woman, you know, you put a white woman in a Dolores Van Cartier role. How I'm sorry, who did that? World? Right, only in Florida. Oh, well, no. And then what was the other theater? I think it was like a Wisconsin or somewhere. I'm wait, like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You wait, cannot you do these shows. Right. Yes. A white woman in the role of Dolores Van Cartier. You mean the same one that Whoopi Goldberg played and then they turned it into a Broadway show and it's always been a Black woman and literally in the script it is written for a Black woman. But that changes the story if you put any other... Ri- okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I'm like, are you guys not reading the script before you start to cast? No, you couldn't have possibly read it. Oh, no, they're reading it and then ignoring it Mm. and doing what they want. Right. But if we were to do that, Mm. we wouldn't hear the end of it. That that role is supposed to be cast as white or this or that or. But I'm sure there was an uproar for Hello, Dolly, the first black (laughs) woman Mm -hmm. they put in that role. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. God bless her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. I hope that the industry actually takes on diversity. Yes. Actually takes it on. And, <laughs> you know, we'll see what we can, what we can do ourselves. Right. Um, But... In terms of that, I wanted to ask you one last question of what would be your piece of advice or like nugget of wisdom to 
performers who have, you know, been in the business, who are, are just pivoting or transitioning into the business and, you know, how, you know, you take it one day at a time. Patience. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing, and it's easier said than done, but patience. Everything in God's time, and 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 whether you believe in God or not, everything in the universe time, mm-hmm. everything and whatever you believe is going to take time. time. Mm-hmm. We can manifest and, and say and speak and perform prophesy and and put these things out in the universe no matter what it is it's still going to take time and you're still going to have to wait Mm -hmm. patience and -hmm. don't give up right do not give up because every everything it has its place and has its time and what is for you is for you nobody can have what is meant for you yes that right there Mm-hmm. That right there. What is meant for you is meant for you, but also it's going to take time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. I auditioned for a show. Mm-hmm. I had a friend, the same lady who is my mentor. I consider her one of my mentors. Same lady who got me, who motivated me to get into this. Yeah. End up going for the same role. She got it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I, if I was casting, I would have chose her too. <laughs> and it was my opportunity to see the show anyway for the first time. And I'm like, hey, th- I prefer it that way, that I get to see it before being in it. Yeah. That's great. Now, I'm actually getting a chance to be in it. And I'm going to be paid more than mm-hmm. what I would have got had I got booked in the other one. Everything in God's time, what's mm-hmm. meant for you is for you. Mm-hmm. You might not know it at the time. You might not see it at the time. And you get disappointed. Going through this process is showing me completely that God has everything in control and in order. I would have never been on Disney Cruise Line had I been booked. I auditioned for Festival of Lion King at Disney maybe five or six times possibly. Mm -hmm. Got Mm -hmm. callbacks a couple of times. All of that. Never booked it. If I was working for that show, I would have never done Disney Cruise Line, which gave me the opportunity to do what I love, perform, Mm -hmm. be paid Mm -hmm. a good, decent salary Mm -hmm. and travel, which is something I love to do. Yes. And I was like, God, you did this right when I made my first leap. Like, seriously? Mm -hmm. I said, so, Lord, if I ever forget, keep reminding me through this. That you did it in the top. So I expect nothing less at this point. Come on. I expect nothing less. You have Come set the bar on. high for, for yourself, Lord. So I don't expect anything less. You gave it to me before. I ain't expecting nothing less. Hello. Okay. He That's gives it. you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Expect nothing less. Nothing that's, less. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Expect nothing less. Yes. And also on that, as you mentioned travel, I just need to let y'all know, we're going to sound a little fancy here. Miss Jade and I met in Naples, Italy. How do they they pronounce it? Do they say Nepali, right? Nepali. No, or Napoli. What do they say? Nepali. 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 Yes. Yes. But we met there because I was on Royal Caribbean and she was on Disney and Mm -hmm. we had a mutual friend who was like, come on, everybody, let's go get pizza. So we met and we had pizza (laughs) at the pizzeria um, from the movie Eat, Pray, Love. Yep. 
I don't remember the, the name of the pizzeria I off the top of my head right now. <laughs> but girl, that's where we sat. We broke bread together. Yes. In Naples, Italy. Y'all, that's where we met. <laughs> yes. And it was love from jump. It, it was. It love. From yes, all love, all love. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness, Jay. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But before I let you go. Yes. There is something that I must, must say to you. And that is that I acknowledge you. I celebrate you. And I uplift you. Thank you so much. You're thank so you. very welcome. So welcome. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. I am honored to be here. Absolutely honored. Jade, thank you so much for sharing. Please feel free to visit this episode's show notes for links to get in touch with my guest, as well as a link to rate and review my podcast on Podchaser. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down to the rate and review section. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share this episode with at least one friend. Thank you for tuning in and I'll speak to you soon. Mm -hmm.